everyone, welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, what really works listeners I was gonna say that I wish that we were recording in our other studio how fancy is it that we have two studios <laughs> that we record in oh my goodness because I wanted to play the the laughing isn't there a laughing button that is yeah yeah I, I want to say hello what really works listeners ha 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 because we're doing a podcast. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Maybe I'll be able to find a sound bite. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, because we're doing a podcast today on humor. Which is really ironic when we're not very funny people. <laughs> I was going to say, you and I are like two of the most, I would say, serious maybe like snarky and sarcastic <laughs> would be as close to humorous as we get. But um, I don't yeah. know. I think maybe some people would describe me as funny occasionally, but it's like really hit or miss. It's not like one of those qualities or personality traits that people think Olivia Howard. Oh, so funny. Absolutely not. Yeah. We're not getting up and doing stand up. Would you, would you actually do stand up? No. Cause I, I'm awful with like, yeah, just with being very witty. I'm not naturally very witty. Fair. Although, My brain like, doesn't wear that fast. So you're saying you wouldn't do it just as like a dare or if someone was like, hey, Becky, it's open mic night. I'll give you 50 bucks if you go up there and like you try your hand at a set. Would you do it or no? If it was a little bit more than 50 bucks, then yeah, I would. How much? How much do we have to pay you to to get up there and uh, try doing a set? Maybe a hundred. A hundred dollars. Yeah. That's a pretty significant amount of money there, Beccarino. Well, yeah, exactly. I might as well make the most of it if someone's giving me some money for it. <laughs> well, you better be gosh darn funny if I'm paying you $100 to get up on stage. Well, I guess I'm just, I'm just paying to like see it and like, I guess maybe to see the failure rather than to see the success is ultimately what we're paying for. Exactly. And that failure might even just be that humor that you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ex- oh, that's fair. I, I 100% would. Um, Probably just even for a dare. If someone was like, oh, Liv, I dare you to get up there. I'd be like, oh yeah, fair enough. Okay, I'll try it just because I'm not one to shy away from a dare. And also because I feel like I've always wanted to try it, not because I'm funny, but just because it would be something cool to say that you've tried before, you know? And I always really respect people that do stand-up comedy because it looks freaking hard. Like, that is a hard thing to do, let alone getting up in front of your group of people and speaking about something. Then you have to be funny, which is one of the most desirable and hard things to be. And it's really a hit or miss. And it kind of has to like align with your personality and it has to like hit the audience. And it's also sometimes impromptu is, uh, yeah, I have mad respect, mad respect for people that do stand up comedy. Oh yeah. It's definitely not easy making people laugh. No. Um, the other thing that's not easier, well, maybe it is easy for some people. Is it easy for you to use humor to support your mental health or nah? Ooh, I would say I've definitely used it in the past to cope with like difficult things. 
especially when I worked within like the prison system or even like my family my family always have like the same way it's like you're either gonna laugh or you're gonna cry um so in the sense of like maybe something like unfortunate has happened um and the like you can either see like the humor and the ridiculousness in it or you can be like really upset and really sad about it I mean and it's definitely in real life it's not an either or you can definitely see both of those things at the same time but yeah I would definitely I would definitely say I would use a bit of humor to like see just a little I guess a bit of light in a dark situation yeah I think for me it's a little bit more complicated and I tend to align in that camp that uses humor as more of a unhealthy coping mechanism Mm. rather than seeing the light in the situation I'm definitely one of those people that's like oh I'm super depressed and need to go speak to somebody ha 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 (laughs) (laughs) and it's like "Mm, Olivia that's not really a joke and it's not really funny and you're not trying to see the lightness in a situation you're just uncomfortable and uncomfortable with what you're saying and how you're feeling so then you're pretending as though it's humorous to either make myself feel better about the situation or make other people feel better about the situation probably both yeah exactly I do that too um and we'll as we get into this episode we will talk about how there's like different forms of humor and how some forms of humor can be supportive for our mental health or like hard situations and there's other types of humor that maybe can be less supportive and like you say a not so healthy coping mechanism um like the sarcasm that me and you are so strong at <laughs> oh well if, well if it aligns with sarcasm I said that so, so sometimes when we're podcasting I'll start saying a sentence and it sounds so like oh, you don't say there, buddy, or just, like, so not natural. And I was about to be like, oh, yeah, like, never mind. Um, Continuing on. So let's (laughs) let's talk a little bit about what humor is or, like, why, how humor and laughing um, connects to our our mental health. Why, Why does laughing make us feel good? Why can it be supportive for our mental health? Yeah, for lots of different reasons. Um, Yeah. Do you want to start with the physiology side of it or the psychology side of it? Ooh, uh, choose your own adventure. Ooh, let's start with physiology, actually, because I love a little bit of brain science. All right. So the reason why, well, humor is just, humor, the big part of humor really is the laughter side of it that can really support us, right? that feeling like that actual laughter actually can have a huge impact um and finding things funny can have a huge impact and one big part of it is the way it affects yeah what's going on in our brain so things like laughing increases endorphins within ourselves so that's our body's natural pain blockers um so it can have a huge impact on how we're doing it can also decrease cortisol so um the stress hormone that we have in our body um and also increases um activity in the brain's reward system so like we have a reward system in our brain so if we think about kind of doing the things that meet our core needs or bring us joy um that kind of stuff it it activates the system in our brain that we've evolved to have to make us want to do more of it 
um and humor and laughter actually um yeah it ignites that system going on in our brain so it makes us feel rewarded it makes us feel good in the long run um which in turn releases things like dopamine that can make us feel really great um and it even brings in more oxygen so that's even great for our brain as well so can do a lot of things for ourselves physiologically um which in the long run can help is the way that we're feeling psychologically nice science with becky (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i i love the brain and everything that's going in there i find it so interesting I don't really, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I feel as though as soon as I start getting into anything that's sciencey, I'm like, well, yeah, cool. Dopamine, uh, brain connections, neurons, protons, neutrons, periodic table science. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I can definitely relate to, you know, laughing or trying. I guess I, I kind of want to refer to it more as laughing than humor because, you know, sometimes can be humorous. Some things can be humorous and funny, but if I'm not laughing, then I don't think you're getting that same, correct me if I'm wrong, scientist Becky, but like, if you're not actually engaged in the laughing, then that's probably not giving you the same response that you were just speaking about. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Like it's definitely like a decreased response, right. If we're not laughing about it, like physically. Yeah, or I guess like smiling and just like, I guess you don't need to laugh in order to feel good from some like a comment that's humorous, you know, like if I'm at a comedy show, since we were talking about that earlier, it's not like I'm going to laugh at every single joke, but I could still be kind of like, you know, experiencing a feeling of joy from whatever is being said or discussed. Well, yeah, and I think that's a big thing, right, is like that laughter and that humor can like bring about that feeling of joy, Um, but also like when we're experiencing like tough times it can kind of provide us with like a little bit of a break as well yeah true what was the other side that you were going to talk about the psychological side so the way that we think and feel Ooh, okay well that's probably I can probably help with that conversation a little bit more <laughs> than the logical side of things um Well, I know that one thing that humor helps me with is like you were just saying is gives us a little bit of a break. I, especially as someone that is very anxious, but also someone that has a hard time letting things go. I don't know if you experience this, but if there's a situation that's distressing, let's say that I'm in like perhaps like a disagreement with someone or I'm trying to sort something out, whatever it is, I can get stuck in a little bit of a cycle, a cyclical cycle that keeps my anxiety running around and keeps like the situation to continue to persist. And that can just kind of cause this feedback loop of negativity. And then having someone either insert a joke or like lighten the situation with a little bit of humor definitely helps to remove me from that, from that cycle, from that worry, like give me a little bit of a break to be able to kind of reset my brain almost a little bit and like reset the situation. Yeah. And sometimes it can, when you think about it, the way that our brain works, it's really hard to hold like laughing or like having humor and worry at the same time, right? Because they're very like polar opposites. So like you say, it can create that kind of like moment of just, yeah, just a moment away from that worry, even if it is literally like a split second. It's amazing how that split second without that worry or anxiety, whatever's going on for us can do and the way that it can make us feel. Yeah. Do you ever listen to or watch um, 
I don't know, like funny movies or comedy shows or listen to like a funny podcast or something when you're not feeling well in yourself? Or is that not really a tool or technique that you'll use to support your mental health? Oh yeah, I go straight to Shrek every time. (laughs) Dude, I actually was wanting to watch Shrek last night, but I've recently watched all of them except for like, I didn't watch Shrek the Holes or anything like that, but I watched the first, second and third one pretty recently. Um, And I also dressed up as the fairy godmother from Shrek 2 for Halloween, just so all of the What Really Works listeners know. With the sparkly red dress, it was pretty cute. Um, Yeah, big Shrek fan. And definitely one of the things that I'll do to support my mental health is turn on a Disney movie, Mm. which I guess, I don't know, I like it for the corniness. I like it for the like really sweet, wholesome, just family fun attitude vibe I'm just gonna say vibe because I wanted to say vibe vibe of a Disney movie but it's also pretty funny and it like brings you back to I don't know some like cute funny childhood memories and stuff so I guess I do use it to cope a little bit more than I was originally going to say when I answered my own question after you answered I was gonna say that I don't really utilize funny things to support myself but I guess I kind of do in a way yeah, and it, I find sometimes a bit of humor can be a bit grounding. Like, it brings me back into the moment, actually, sometimes. And sometimes it bring, brings me back into the moment and maybe with a little bit more of a balanced perspective. Have you ever found that? I was going to say, tell me more. <laughs> well, so, like, for example, this is something that my partner does a lot, actually is um sometimes if I'm really angry about something and I'm getting to the point though of like my anger is like that's becoming my only perspective I've got going on right now and I'm kind of stuck in that yeah make a joke about the situation and it'll make me laugh and sometimes it like grounds me and I'm like oh yeah like now I can see a little bit of the other side on it and I've let go of a bit of that anger um I have a little bit more space in my brain to think about it now and I'm like I'm not necessarily saying that the situation's gone away or the full amount of anger's gone away but I have a little bit more space in my brain now to kind of think about it yeah and maybe see it for yeah just see it from a different perspective rather than being so stuck in the same yeah just the same thought pattern of something being really horrible or something being negative or being angry about a specific situation it can be real hit or miss with uh with with those jokes though Mm. or with that humor and I would say you know I've met your partner and your partner and I are friends and they are quite good at uh at being funny (laughs) but also also really good at like utilizing humor that is like rooted in realism I would say Mm. you know like I'm trying to give an example but when you're not very funny it's hard to come up with like a funny thing to say when when someone is is going through a hard time um I don't know like this could be real hit or miss but it's the only thing that's coming to my brain right now it's like let's say that you're stuck in like this cycle and let's say like someone cut you off as you're driving right like you're really angry about it because you've had a bad day or something and there's lots of other contributing factors but you're just kind of stuck in this thought of, you know, how dare this person cut me off? Like people are horrible. Like all of the drivers in Kelowna are, are horrible and the 97 sucks and I hate traffic and you're just going on and on being angry about this. It can be 
pretty helpful. And I think also supportive in the way that you're talking about for someone to then be like, yeah, man, the world's just falling apart. I can't even believe that we have to drive with all of these (laughs) slow, you know, something like that, where it's just like kind of brings you back down to reality, brings you back down to a more centered and grounded perspective rather than continuing to ruminate in this space of, you know, everything's horrible and the world is falling apart and everyone's out to get me. Or at least that's most common for me when people will often use, yeah, just like a quick little, quick little funny thing to get you out of that space. Yeah, exactly. It kind of provides just like that different outlook, right? It shines a little bit of a bit of a light on it. Um, it can also do the opposite though. <laughs> yes, it is definitely one of those things where you definitely have to be careful with humor, especially when you pro- especially when you're providing that humor for somebody else in that in, in a situation. Have to be yeah. very you have to know the person very well then I feel. Yeah, and I think part of the reason that you have to be careful is because it can make someone feel as though you're not taking the situation seriously or as though you're not really listening to what what's going on for them or yeah, not really respecting their thoughts and respecting their feelings and, and exactly like how troubling or how distressing a situation might be for them. Yeah. So yeah, it can definitely get a little bit tricky, but I think, you know, what humor in general is tricky. It's one of those things that, that people will use and and utilize that can be hit or miss depending on who you're talking to, depending on the subject matter, depending on how serious the subject matter is, depending on how triggering it might be um, depending on your background on your culture on your um, your race your ethnicity on your sexual orientation you know like different (laughs) what one might joke about can actually hit hit quite hard and not be a joke at all right yeah even if someone says it's a joke my my dad's quite bad for that for for making a joke had basically any time that something becomes slightly uncomfortable or becomes slightly serious or less than ideal peak happiness then he will often just like throw in a joke to kind of I guess move away from vulnerability Mm. oh that's a big old defense mechanism yeah vulnerability (laughs) yeah huge defense mechanism right so we can use humor as a coping um, technique and as a supportive strategy but I think we can definitely also use it as a defense mechanism to, yeah, to keep ourselves away from our own feelings. Yeah, massively. Like, <laughs> it's so, I find humor just so interesting because it's like, yeah, like laughing can be like really great for ourselves. But like you say, humor can also be a huge way to like avoid what's going on, um, try avoid the seriousness of an issue um whether that be for ourselves or for others so it's really interesting that really used in the right way humor can be great but using in in an unhelpful way then it can actually like add to our problems or even if it's not adding to it it's not taking away from our problems right yeah just keeping us stagnant I know one of the things that I've been laughing at recently and what really works listeners nothing has changed from the last podcast if you're an avid listener I still haven't reached out to a counselor yet and I'm even saying this in a joking way right now on the podcast because I know it's something that I need to do and I know it's something that I'm actively not doing and uh feel bad about 
it. So instead of, you know, kind of crying or like taking a more vulnerable approach or being stern with myself or any of those other options, instead, I'm just like, still haven't done it, LOL. (laughs) And and I know that that's not good. Um, But I guess at the same time, if we've identified that, if we're able to identify that we are using humor, then maybe we're able to dig a little deeper into that issue, right? So if we can identify that we're covering something up with humor, then we might then be more on the track to be like, okay, so what am I covering up? Why am I covering it up? What, how do I, how do I lean into this a little bit more? How do I be a little bit more vulnerable with this? Why am I using humor as a defense mechanism? And yeah, maybe try to be supportive from from that lens instead yeah exactly maybe you can just give us a clue to like the things that we need to be dealing with yeah Um, yeah yeah like in the same way that if we're experiencing anxiety or if we're experiencing you know other other distressors we might look to noticing if our heart rate is elevated we might look to noticing if our sleep patterns are being affected maybe we can look to humor to see if we're using it as yeah, if we're like being quite humorous around things, like using it as a defense mechanism to see if we maybe are struggling with something a little bit more than we thought we were. Yeah, exactly. And even just like where we're at in the sense of like how we're feeling that day can also depend on how like humor can support us or maybe not be so supportive as well. Like, or if like you say something, some things are a little bit too close to home for us. I was watching, oh, what's it called? Superstar. Oh, I love Superstore. So I normally absolutely love it. And then their like new series came out that not, not that long ago. I don't think I've watched the new one yet. Is it any good? Well, so this is the thing. So this is really interesting is I watched the first episode and it's all, it's all based at the start of the pandemic. So I was like, oh, like maybe this will be good for me. Like seeing the like the kind of humor and some of the like things that went on at the start when um and it was just like too close to like reality and I was like oh I can't watch I can't watch it and I think it's just because I was like I'm Mm. burnt out from like remembering when people were panic buying toilet roll and things like that and I was like oh like I'm not ready to laugh at this yet (laughs) like yeah, I was like, maybe, maybe in a couple of years I'll have a laugh, I'll, I'll be able to laugh about it. But right now, just like, that's not a space, like, that's just not something I can laugh about at the moment. Um, but maybe that's just where I'm at. Yeah, I think that that's a pretty common thing that people experience. Often people will make a joke around something that was quite hard that someone was going through or like a pretty serious situation. And they make the joke out of the intention of trying to be supportive. But then if it doesn't land well, then one of the things people will say right after is like, oh, too soon, right? It's like too soon to kind of see the lightness or see the other side of the coin. I feel like that's why like we want to be led by the person that's like experiencing something, right? Like if I'm going to make light of a situation that I've been involved in, then like I'll start with the jokes about it rather than somebody else. And like, I mean, that rule goes for like what you were talking about earlier, right? Like we don't want someone else to be like the butt of a joke, right? Yeah. And we also want to be aware of whether or not we're using humor as a defense mechanism because we feel uncomfortable listening to the vulnerability that somebody else is expressing. Yeah. 
that's very true like if we're not comfortable being because really if someone's being vulnerable with us they're asking us to be vulnerable too like we have to be vulnerable to like even just be like hey look that's tough yeah you've got to be vulnerable to do that open ourselves up to listen and to do that and if we're not willing to be vulnerable at all like you say we might just deflect that we're like trying to make a joke and it's like okay now we're invalidating someone um, at olivia's dad <laughs> <laughs> he won't mind that i'm saying that not that he listens to my podcast anyway but that's okay uh that's a whole other issue um anyway so just creating humor through that or at least trying <laughs> to <laughs> oh, well and quite the opposite of what I was just saying laughter can actually strengthen relationships if it's not actively deteriorating relationships and stopping vulnerability from happening between people um it can strengthen relationships apparently yeah well the thing is is when you're laughing together right that's like an emotional response together yeah like you're experiencing something together in that relationship whether it's like friendships like I was going to say parentships, but I feel like that's not a word. <laughs> parentships, I like that. Um, I'm even just thinking of like in the workplace, like it's especially, I think in the workplace, it can be hard to build like a good relationship with a manager in the sense of like, a, and I find if like there's like a time where there's that shared laughter then like I'm like oh I feel a little bit more comfortable around you now like we've had a little bit of a laugh together do you know what yeah have you ever experienced yeah as long as it's genuine laughter and it's not workplace laughter you know the classic like Mm. (laughs) just like forced forced uncomfortable laughter that often happens in the workplace because you're just trying to like continue a conversation yeah. or you don't really know what to say to something that somebody said if it's genuine heartfelt laughter then I definitely think that that's something that builds connections I would say that some of my most cherished relationships are the relationships where you can have a good belly laugh you know like the ones mm. that you remember where you're like oh buddy and I just laughed our uh, laughed our tails off uh the other night about this <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say it's not as and then I also didn't want to say butts off because that just sounds weird so I went with tails instead anyway um I feel like my point was perfectly um kind of what's that word um perfectly highlighted by by that little laughing stint there between us right it's like the real real laughing that uh true true yeah anyway (laughs) but yeah you're right like when you have that like when it's that genuine laughter not when you have like I mean, I used to work in customer service when I first started working and I really perfected my laugh. Did you? At that time. Yeah. I've probably not got it anymore because I don't really do it very often. Yeah. And I feel like humor is also really powerful and effective to heal resentments or like to support in trying to move on from disagreements or like past things that we've been hurt with by people. Um, You know, if eventually we can make light of that situation, eventually if we can use humor 
we can, you know, hopefully like move ourselves farther and farther along in our healing. Yeah. Or even if you have like had a disagreement and you come to the point of like, maybe you've resolved it. We can also not, you know, we can laugh about that situation if we both kind of find it like funny in that, in the, in the past, but we could also like choose to do something like you say, like go to like a comedy gig together and laugh at something together. And that can like help rebuild that relationship as well. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Because you're connecting again over something that's fun. Like you then have, like you have a memory and an activity where it's like, oh, we did something where like it was like bound in like humor and positivity versus that thing that I, that we had a disagreement over or I resented you for or when you hurt me or I hurt you kind of thing. Yeah, just a little less serious and something that can create memories that are associated with those like good feelings that laughter and joy brings us for sure. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that I was going to mention, though, is we have to really be cautious of if we're using humor as a tool that we're wielding against someone else to actually, um, you know, like make them feel bad about a situation again. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, like if we're using it as sarcasm is not really the word that I'm looking for, Um, like passive aggressive. Yes. I think humor can often be used as something that's passive aggressive, especially if there was a situation that hurt us in the past and then we bring something up like, oh, haha, remember when da-da-da-da-da-da happened? Or like, I-, I don't really have a good example right now, but I'm pretty sure everyone knows what I'm talking about. Like when someone brings something up and they do it in a way that appears to be joking or is trying to be funny, but instead just feels like resentment or passive aggressiveness. Yeah, it's like a, a direct like jab at someone. Yeah. But it's like, oh, but I'm gonna cover it by saying it's humor. Yeah, or by pretending that it's a joke, but in actuality, I'm still quite like I'm hurt by the situation. Yeah. So if you're still hurt by the situation, if it's something that's like still quite sore for you or that maybe hasn't been resolved for you, and you're using hum and even if you're using humor, I would say that that's probably more rooted in in that hurt and passive aggressive rather than a joke Mm. it's almost like a little bit self-soothing as well right because it's like it's an easy way of saying it when it's on our mind it's like an easy way of bringing up that resentment and being like I'm still hurt but if I try and disguise it as humor we don't actually have to have a hard conversation about it or I don't have to bring this up as a hard conversation because I'm like getting it off my chest a little bit but I'm not really I actually have quite a hard time with that to be honest like not doing it I don't think I use humor very much in that way but when someone does use humor in the way that you're describing I'm one of those people that will definitely be like well that's not funny like that's not a joke kind of thing and call someone out on that behavior sometimes quite ruthlessly because I see it much more as being passive aggressive than being than being a joke and I think I guess I'm gonna talk about my dad quite a bit in this podcast that's funny I've never talked about him in the podcast before um probably one of the most like sarcastic he's actually quite funny he's a lot more funny than I am um people in the world but also like just the least vulnerable guy you'll you'll ever meet really um and he has his moments though where where he can be vulnerable but honestly just not at all 
and just can't be serious for the life of him. Like will often just use like some sort of inappropriate joke to find his way out of a situation or to like cover things up or to be passive aggressive about something. So I have very, very, very little patience for, for those sorts of jokes. And it ends up being so awkward because the last thing that you expect people to do when you make a joke like that is to be like, well, that's not funny. Or like, what do you mean by that joke? That's something that I'll do a lot, actually. And what really works, listeners, if you're looking for a tip or trick on how to call people out on those sorts of things, um, one line that you can use that works every single time is, oh, well, why is that funny? Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah. why, <laughs> why did you make that joke? Or what's funny about that? Uh, yeah. Anything of that variation. Um, and you'll be- basically be told everything that you need to be told by the look on somebody's face after you say that. So. Yeah, I used to use that a lot when I went in the prison system because there was a whole lot of sexist jokes being thrown about. Um, and like you say, I used to respond with very similar things of like, oh, was that supposed to be a joke? Or was that meant to be funny? Um, or sometimes I would be like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah, I love asking why it's funny because then someone has to like, how is someone going to explain that? Like, yeah, it's just, it's interesting because it calls on the person to then kind of look at their thought processes for sure. Yeah. Humor can also unite people during difficult times, I would say. You know, like one of the things that I often think about is I've been to, you know, quite a few funerals that even though it's a time of, of being very vulnerable and like remembering a person and obviously, you know, sadness, um, I've been to quite a few funerals where thing, you know, where people lighten the mood in their speeches with some jokes and, you know, and being funny and, and trying to, trying to see the light in those situations. And, you know, if, if we're all kind of sad together, it also can feel really healing and be very, yeah, just really nice to then have that lightened with a joke that all of us are going to understand and all of us get and can, can like laugh at and be be united by in the same moments right kind of kind of sandwiching those experiences for us yeah like it yeah it just creates that commonality and that that openness right yeah kind of just triggers those positive feelings and fosters that that emotional connection between people but an emotional connection that's rooted in that in that goodness and in that joy yeah exactly yeah I love that yeah um so we have some forms of humor that we were going to talk about. Yeah. You want to start us off? Um, so in our research, there is... In com- Becky's research. Let's not pretend that I that I researched this. This is all you. I'm not taking credit. Uh, yeah. So if it's all a mess and you disagree with everything, uh, <laughs> speak, speak to me, not Olivia. Uh, yep. <laughs> however, um, like... It's, there's some research that's kind of categorized different types of humor um and just like we were talking about earlier some forms of humor um can be supportive for our mental health supportive in situations and then others are not great for ourselves and are maybe more of those defense mechanisms um or yeah just like ways of trying to like avoid an issue that's going on for ourselves um so some of the more positive forms of humor is affiliative humor 
So this is just generally like the kind of jokes where it's like you send like funny memes that are kind of like universally funny, like things like that, where it's just kind of like that, like day to day humor that we use to kind of, yeah, facilitate relationships, build relationships, um, make each other laugh, like build connection over that. And then the other one that is generally positive for ourselves is self-enhancing humor so this is like laughing at ourselves and like the ridiculous things that just sometimes happen in life um and there's sometimes a way that we kind of use to cope with like stress and kind of not not necessarily pushing something to the side but kind of just have a moment of like laughter about how maybe ridiculous something has been or like how hard something has been that kind of stuff so um, an example would be like you spilt something over like a table at a fancy dinner. Um, for example, actually, here's a, an example of self-enhancing humor. Um, it is someone I know the first time they met their partner's family um, immediately spill a full jug of water all over the table and then it all landed in the granddad's lap um oh no and then just like obviously like it's really embarrassing but they're like it's also just so ridiculous that situation like the first time you ever meet someone's like full family like they've never met anyone from that family before like full family um obviously trying to be on their absolute best behavior and got so nervous that they just like did this like thing that like nobody was hurt at the end of it um but it's just that idea of like isn't it just ridiculous that that happened and making light of that situation rather than kind of getting stuck on it and ruminating on it of like oh my goodness that was so embarrassing kind of thing if that makes sense yeah totally I I have a funny example that came to my head because um I you know obviously Becky and I used to work with each other and the first time that I came for an interview for my uh one of my second positions at the Canadian Mental Health Association I was late for my interview quite significantly well because I was told the wrong time um but I was because <laughs> I was late for the interview and I made some sort of like not even funny joke about how I was so hot or so stressed or something that and the tea hadn't the kettle hadn't been boiled or something and I was like don't even worry I can probably boil it with like just my my hand or something because I'm so hot or so stressed or something like that it wasn't even funny but maybe it came across more funny than I'm saying now um, because people laughed and it also helped me not only lighten the mood and make light of myself in that situation, but help me like move on for the rest of the interview instead of just being focused and ruminating on the fact that I was late and probably not going to get the job, et cetera, et cetera. And actually the reason that I got the job is because they were impressed with how easily I was able to pivot from like a mistake. So yeah, pretty cool. Nice. So yeah, you can see how like both of those definitely like supporters in like seeing the light in like a bit of a ridiculous situation or a situation where something's gone wrong but like no one's hurt anything like that kind of thing um yeah and like building that connection with others that kind of stuff one thing that I did want to say about the self-enhancing humor is it's quite funny how you know depending on how well we're doing in our wellness that we can utilize self-enhancing humor more or less Mm -hmm. right so let's say that we had a day that yes was quite hard and you know in the beginning of the day we spilled coffee all over ourselves and then we forgot our lunch at home and then 
our car broke down and, you know, we had just one of those days where everything was going wrong. Depending on how we're doing in our wellness, self-enhancing humor can be something that is extremely supportive, right? We can just be like, oh my God, like this has just been a hell of a day, making fun of ourselves, making fun of the situation, lightening the situation. Whereas sometimes if we're doing quite poorly in our wellness, if we, we can actually notice that we're doing quite poorly in our wellness to the extent of which we can use or not use self-enhancing humor. So if we find that maybe a situation that normally we would be able to make light of, normally we would be able to just like take on the shoulder and move on with, we're actually quite distraught by, then that can be a, that can be a sign that we're actually not doing too well. Yeah. Or even just the amount of stress that we're feeling at that moment of time or like whatever it is. I can even think about, now I laugh about it, a year later. <laughs> was one time um, I went dirt biking. Um, and I thought this was going to be the prawn story. No, it was not going to be the prawn story. I was so ready. <laughs> sorry. So sorry to interrupt you, but I was so ready to be like, prawns. <laughs> There's another prawns. No, because this is more ridiculous this situation so I think I'd had a really long day and I was really tired and for some reason I thought the best way of me dealing with that at that moment in time and I have learned since um was to go dirt biking however at this moment in time I was still very very new to dirt biking so still relatively stressful and it was when there'd been a big drought which meant the dirt was basically like I was trying to ride in sand so not only am I new to all of this, I've had a very long day and very tired. I think I'd had a very stressful day. And me thinking this will be a great de-stressor actually just added so much more stress because it was way beyond my skill limit. And I kept on just falling off, kept on falling off my, my bike. And now it's actually ridiculous how much I was just like falling off my bike. And if I had a, had a good day and wasn't feeling so stressed already, I probably would have just laughed about the scenario and kind of been able to continue, but I wasn't. It was just like compounding on everything and everything and everything to the point where I just like, I started shouting, I started crying and it got to the point where my partner had to ride his bike back home from the backcountry, drop his bike off, drive our car back and then I drove the car back and he took my bike back home because I just got myself to an absolute situation. <laughs> totally overwhelmed. It's unsafe for you to ride back. Yeah. Literally. So I was like, no, it's fine. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll make myself get back. And literally my boyfriend was like, you will not because you will crash that bike on the way home. Like you are not in a space to be riding. Um but like I say like it's that scenario of like if I'd had a really great day and I was like feeling energetic I wasn't tired I probably would have just been laughing being like oh this is just ridiculous I can't believe that I like keep on falling off and like laughing at the situation which is what I have done in times when it's like oh it's like a new day like this is I'm excited about it but in that moment in time I was like nah this is my emotions are too high for me to be able to find this funny right now yeah, super fair. And I really like how you talked about, you know, on a day where you weren't overwhelmed and you were having a little bit of a better day, you would have used, been able to use humor as a technique. But, you know, 
maybe in the future you'll be able to recognize, oh, actually, normally I'd be able to pivot and I would find this funny. But since I'm not finding this funny right now, maybe I need to take a second look at, you know, what I'm experiencing and see that maybe I'm a little bit more overwhelmed than I think I am. And I need to take a step back and support myself. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe I just need like to take a break for myself right now. And that's okay. Totally. So before we close out here, folks, the last two, I guess, types of humor that we have, and these are the more, I would like negatively associated types is aggressive humor, which is essentially just laughing at the expense of others. So this often involves sarcasm, teasing, criticizing others, that passive aggressiveness that we were speaking about earlier, ridiculing, um, essentially just like insulting people um you know this is a very fairly I would say this is a fairly common type of humor I would say that's used especially when we're trying to avoid that vulnerability like we were speaking about earlier and also pretty frequently used by comedians maybe not so much anymore but I would say in the past maybe a couple of years ago aggressive humor that insult criticizing teasing humor um, was something that was was definitely quite common within the the comedy world yeah and then the second type that we have there or here is self-defeating humor so this is essentially just putting yourself down to gain the approval of others so making fun of yourself making yourself the butt of the joke um yeah, just, just being, being mean to yourself often. Um, and I would say that, you know, I, I don't really know if I, I mean, I guess I do use self-defeating humor. We were talking about self-defeating humor earlier with counseling, even though it doesn't seem as though it like it's self-defeating humor, but it definitely is because you're, you know, you know that you should do something and you're feeling bad about yourself for not doing something. So then you kind of like make fun of yourself for it. So it could be making yourself the butt of a joke for other people's approval, but probably I would say also making yourself the butt of the joke to try to gain your own approval or like make yourself feel better about something. Yeah. So what I find really interesting about this is I am really bad at, or, or depending on how you word it, I'm really great at self-defeating humor. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say that, but then I was like, oh, I'm not going to throw Becky on blast like that. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you throw me under the bus because I am all, like, I, I would say that's probably my go-to humor, to be honest, is self-depreciating. Olivia's nodding along like this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I never realized how much I did it until my boyfriend once said, you know, you don't have to be like so just self-depreciating all the time. Yeah. I had no idea I was doing it so much. Well, and it can be an insecurity, right? Because oh, yeah. like, oft- like often that's often that's why I do it is because I'm I'm feeling insecure about something and then I'm afraid that someone else is going to call me out on it. So I call myself on out it out on it before someone else has the chance to like beating others to it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're exactly right. And it is like totally the majority of the time to like um being insecure. And I've mentioned quite a lot before on like this podcast how like being in groups of people, I sometimes find really like anxiety provoking. And I sometimes like overthink what to say, what to do. Um, and I think that then comes out in that self-depreciating humor of like, well yeah I'll like try and make people laugh at me um in hopes that we can laugh together at this like with me and I can like build those relationships and feel less socially anxious because I'm like if people are laughing at what I'm saying that makes me feel better 
Yeah, totally. So I think, I think it's twofold there where, you know, you can use it as a coping mechanism that can support yourself in the moment, because it sounds as though it's something that can be supportive for you in the moment, even if perhaps it's not the best coping strategy, it's still, you know, allows you to continue to like be in that space and feel more comfortable and move on with the move on with how you're feeling. Um, but at the same time, there's that side of it where, you know, maybe we should be seeking alternative ways to be able to support ourselves in that situation rather than, than depreciating ourselves. Um, one of the things that I like to say quite frequently when someone is being, um, you know, like depreciating themselves or having self-defeating humor is, oh, like, don't talk about my best friend like that. You know, like, like, how dare you talk about my best friend or how dare you talk about my boyfriend like that? Like, I love them, you know, and I'll say that to the actual person. So if Becky is being self-defeating, I'll be like, don't talk about my best friend like that. What are you doing? Like, don't make fun of my best friend like that. I don't like that. Um, you know, because it's so much easier for, yeah, it's a lot easier for us to be hard on ourselves and think of ourselves in a negative light than, uh, than others feel about us and think about us. Yeah. That pretty much wraps it up for me. Do you have anything else that you want to add to this one? Um, I think this the big thing is just that acknowledgement of like finding that fine balance when it comes to like laughter and humor of like using it to like support ourselves versus using it to just like brush everything under the carpet, which is a whole lot easier said than done. I mean, that with everything that we talk about, it's always about like finding that right balance of like not overindulging in it and um yeah I guess that's the main thing right is I like try not to overindulge in humor and like yeah we can use it to support ourselves in like the right way but like also don't make it your only coping mechanism otherwise nothing will ever kind of get dealt with if that makes sense yeah so maybe if you're someone that's noticed that you do use humor quite a bit to either get through situations support yourself or as a defense mechanism whatever it might be if you notice that you're using humor quite frequently maybe just you know, delve into that a little bit, explore, uh, explore a little deeper as to why you might be using humor in that situation. Is it because it is an effective support strategy? Is it a coping strategy? Is it a defense mechanism? Is it um, passive aggressive? Is it, you know, covering up some things that you might not be running ready to address? And then hopefully you'll be able to come up with some additional strategies from there to support yourself in moving forward if we're able to kind of figure out where it's coming from yeah do that investigating everyone have a lovely rest of your day and thank you so much for listening and we will speak to you soon goodbye thanks again for listening to us we hope you enjoyed this podcast you can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms and if you don't want to miss any future episodes you can follow us or subscribe to what really works To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast.